Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. I'm your host, Charity, and this is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus Christ. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Him alone. Not through legalism, not through works, but through His grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the eternal truth of God's Word. So. Whether you're a student, a stay-at-home mom, a grandma, an entrepreneur, whether you're new to the walk of Christianity, or a veteran spiritual warrior, you are welcome here. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Charity, and this is the Strong Christian Female Podcast, and I'm back. We're back. There was an unfortunately long hiatus between these podcasts that I was not expecting, mostly because I prepared. Ladies, I was prepared. I had recorded the human trafficking podcast before I ever left for a family vacation. I had a lot of time on the plane to edit it. And when I go to do it, I realized I hadn't put it onto my computer. It was still on my external hard drive. So for all you podcasters or techies out there, you know what I'm talking about. It was no fun. I was very sad. There was literally nothing I could do. I hadn't brought with me a mic or anything to to catch up and do one on vacation. And let's be honest, when you're with your family, you should probably not be trying to work that much. So I'm so glad to be back. I have so much on my mind. I was able to write out some of the things I had been scratching on paper and, and really just feeling stirred up to talk about. Today, we're gonna talk about the lie of I am capable right? I can do it. I am capable. Now, I, I need to intro this with a little bit of a buffer. So we seem to have two extremes in this society right now. We have this extreme of I am lazy. I don't have to be held accountable. I'm perfectly fine sitting on my couch. And then this other extreme of I can do anything. Don't tell me what to do. I'm an overcomer. I can, I don't care if you put a mountain in front of me, I'll do it. And, and oftentimes, those two things are not only juxtaposed to each other, but they are these sort of two sides of a similar coin, because they ultimately take you to a place where you don't want others to tell you what to do, and what you can and cannot do. And you are perfectly fine making your own decisions. Thank you very much. And there's actually a very similar voice in these two extremes. And the Bible says that we are called to be a part of a community of believers, and that we're to depend on each other. And yes, if you don't know something, you can go learn something. That's the wonderful part of living right now. You can go learn something online. You can take a class. You can take a course. And I encourage people to do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with learning. I think learning is great if you're using your spiritual discernment every step of the way. Because although I'm not against seminary, absolutely not. I've taken many, many seminary level courses in my life. I am not against learning the Bible. I think sometimes we we just depend so much on our own skill, our own knowledge, whether it's limited or extreme, to make excuses for our decisions. And that's often pushing God or the word of God or, or the church or community out of our lives. And that's not what God has called us to do. So we're going to talk about this lie of I am capable because we feel like sometimes if we don't know something, we can't do it or shouldn't do it. Or we become so obsessed with being fiercely independent and able to do whatever's in front of me. And we just, we love quoting our power scriptures about how I can, I'm an overcomer and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we apply it to what it wasn't meant to be applied to, that we, we somewhere in that void become alone in so much of our life. 
And Jesus never told us to be alone. And not only not to be alone from humans, but certainly not to be separated from him. We often, if we're honest with ourselves, we push Christ out of so much of our lives because he's got more to do. He's got more important stuff to worry about. He doesn't need to worry about me. I can make my own decisions. I can do whatever I want, when I want, how I want. And every once in a while, I'll not only say your wonderful thanks for saving me from hell, but I'll just, you know, occasionally check in with them now and again, especially if I'm super sad or I made a big mistake and I need comforting. But we're not necessarily letting him truly live in us and through us all the time. And I I understand. You guys, I don't come from this, this vantage point of I know everything. Ha ha. If only you knew so much as me. Let me tell you my wisdom. I'm saying I'm with you, but God is showing me more of this in my own life. And he's saying, I don't want my bride to not want to be with me. So let's talk about all this. I'm going to start with something I, I, I wrote to kind of focus my thoughts. It keeps me focused because I feel like in the moment I have a gift that can sometimes become not so great, which is I have these little revelations as I go. And and if it's live and I'm interactive with people, that can be good. But on a podcasting, it'd be a detriment. So I keep my thoughts focused. And then we have a little bit of a discussion afterwards. So let's jump in. Life can weigh us down. We become burdened by things we have to navigate every day. Finances, family, education, work. And often we lean far more into our own understanding of the situations we face than learning from others that have gone before us and have successfully navigated through challenges. In fact, short of a few memes or power scriptures, we usually tackle life very much alone. Perhaps this is because of our upbringing or circumstances of our lives. Perhaps we feel we can't trust others, so we stick to ourselves. Or maybe we get overwhelmed when we seek out information in the sea of online influencers and website pop-ups with every single search. Better still, maybe we're fiercely independent because of our culture. Our city, state, or country's DNA often plays more of a part in our attitude than we think. No matter where it originated, taking pride in our independence can be good and bad. In the beginning, we may seek independence in our thinking so that we can create new paths in more traditional areas. This can nurture ingenuity, invention, creativity, and even breakthrough in areas that have been stagnant in our societies or our families for decades. However, there's often a negative side to this polarizing approach to life, and it comes with a price. When we venture into new areas of accomplishment or challenge, we should learn to depend on others to help us because the reality of the situation is that life, with its successes and failures, can become a burden if we insist on carrying a heavy load all alone up and down the hills of life. We can also get lost navigating through obstacles or around blind spots. The very things that used to bring value to our lives, such as our job or marriage, can become the very things that make us feel overwhelmed, trapped, or anxious. However, when we allow others' wisdom to infuse our thinking, we can see our same lives from a different vantage point, which gives us a hopeful perspective. And with this new perspective, we can overcome the obstacles we often invited into our lives to begin with. Or we can redirect our thinking to realize that what we thought was an obstacle is actually a blessing. In this way, not all ignorance is bliss. Ignorance of things like finances, communication skills, can breed anxiety and unforgiveness. Similar to our body, our mind cannot handle too much excess pressure. And ignoring the problem will not make it go away. It will only make it far, far worse. Just like our natural body gets sick from extra weight, our minds will get ill from extra stress. Just like our body reflects how we treat it, 
so does our mind and our soul. If we take on extra weight in our physical body, we can have high blood pressure, heart disease, fatigue, and even risk having a stroke. If we burden ourselves mentally or emotionally, we can suffer mental breakdown, fatigue, and even depression. When Christ said, my burden is light, he meant that when you allow him to call the shots on what you carry, you won't be overwhelmed or sick. You won't strain under the pressure of things that you don't need to handle. In addition, when we limit Christ's input in our life, whether through the word, his guidance, or other Christians full of wisdom, we tend to fill in blanks ourselves. This means we usually end up with a strange hybrid of his will and ours. This hybrid of wills usually resembles something closer to Frankenstein's monster than a holy vessel. Anxiety, anger, depression, and pride often show themselves as we fumble through life trying to seem like we have it all together. We drag our choices with us, often pulling them through rocky terrain, uphill, determined to prove that we can do it all on our own. Hebrews 11.32-12.3 through 12.3 says, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released, so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Look, God wants us to untie every rope that binds us and throw off every weight that we are carrying. Perhaps it's willful ignorance stemming from stubbornness or pride. Perhaps it's unforgiveness towards another because you feel you were mistreated and maybe you were. Perhaps it's guilt for past sin. Or it may even be a low value of yourself because of words others have spoken into your life years ago that you still cling to. Whatever it is, Jesus wants us to reach out to him and others in the body of Christ for help. He wants us to repent change our ways, and throw off the things of this world we are carrying with us, no matter what they are or where they originated from. But this freedom comes at a cost. It means we have to cut away things that may be tied into our everyday lives or into our identities, our families, our marriages, our churches, and even our personal values. We have to cut out anything that is not of Jesus and let him be a part of everything we carry with us. Remember that if you have accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and you've dedicated your life to following Him, He now lives in you. He loves you and He died for you, but He cannot choose for you to cast off your burdens. 
Although he said his burden is light, we must choose to only carry what he allows, or else life can be very hard to bear. You must choose him and nothing else. And in doing so, you will free up your muddled mind to think clearly. You will loosen your tongue to speak love and truth into situations so that his glory can be shown on the earth. We will no longer burden ourselves with what others think, as we will only care about what he thinks. And in that, we will find true freedom from this world, free to be with him in all we do, and free to only carry what he allows. So you guys, reading that reminds me so much of the first time I went backpacking. Bear with me. The first time I went backpacking, so not hiking, it was actually called trekking because we went a very, very long way. But to the more experienced, you know, outdoorsy type, it would be more known as backpacking. We called it trekking because um, it was in Nepal. It was for a mission trip. And every day we were hiking, you know, six to eight hours for many, many days in a row, 16 days. I think we took two days off during those 16 days. So it was far and it was long. And I was, I was not an outdoorsy type, but I, I was up for adventure. I was like, yeah, sure. Ignorance was sort of bliss on that situation because I had no idea what I was getting into. And, uh, and I did okay. Thank you, Jesus. And it was fun. And it was an adventure and it was beautiful. And it was all the things. And I wasn't from a mountainous place at that time. I've since lived in really beautiful locations in the United States. But I, I mean, it was, it was breathtaking. And we went through five regions. To my point, I pack my backpack to go on this two-week trip. And my friend Dan Parker was uh, lifted my pack and he said, ah, oh, super, super, super sweet guy, was like, this is a little heavy. And I was like, but it's got all my stuff in it. So he basically, with my permission, um, pulled everything out of my pack and helped me like throw out 15 pounds. And it was still like a 60 pound pack. Now, if you're a backpacker, that's a heavy pack for a girl. Now, I'm not like a weakling, but I certainly wasn't like mega fit then by any stretch. So it was 65 pounds, something outrageous. Like I would want my pack to be like 30 pounds now or less or less. But I didn't know what I was doing. And I was packing all this stuff. And I was so stubborn about it. I insisted on it. Now, you know, the pro of it is I got really fit. Uh, legs out of it but the con of it is I was like anybody wants this stuff after like three days it was I was done because it can cause serious back pain I to this day have a an ACL that slides around I have I have problems with my right knee if I don't stretch really work it out I never had in my whole life until that backpacking trip because I I just exhausted it here's my point we think we need all this stuff going through life Whatever that stuff is, whether it's mental, spiritual, physical, any of it, it's either actual stuff or our job or our status or, you know, what car we drive in or, you know, I know some of these things sound petty, but but we, if we're honest with ourselves, we get caught up in that. I get caught up in it. I mean, you, you if you watch an interior design show, I want to in- redesign my entire house. Like I just, it's easy to be like, I need more stuff. And I, and I walk away and I try to be good about it, but let's be for, let's be for reals. Like we get caught up in stuff, but then there's also this false stuff that we put on us spiritually speaking or emotionally or anything else. And it can cause just as many problems. We might think, oh my gosh, here's my list of how I get closer to God and I've got to do these 17 things every day or else, whatever. 
And, and honestly, the biggest thing you need to do is just sit and be with him. And that is one of the hardest things for me to do because I am a doer. I hate sitting. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. I mean, I, not everyone, if I'm, even if I'm talking to someone, I'm doing something, but I'm just like, I'm going to sit here and talk to an invisible Lord who I know is here and who does talk to me, but not like all the time. I, I, then, and I put that on myself. Like, I don't, I need to talk to him in order for him to like, hey, so glad you joined the relationship. But there's so many things we we put on ourselves out of religion, you know, or we put on ourselves, like someone said this yesterday, I heard Cal Pierce say this. He said, you know, it's a religious church when you know everything that's going to happen before you even show up. And that is the truth. But that can become our walk with the Lord as our personal relationship. We have it all laid out. We have this plan. And believe it or not, the plan for some people who who I understand this, you need a plan. I'm not saying you shouldn't have boundaries or general idea or or disciplines. I'm just saying you've got to invite the Holy Spirit into your life because there's going to be some things, some days he's going to say, let's not do this. Let's do this, right? His burden is light. And sometimes like, oh, I didn't do my things can be really stressful you know, it also involves in relationships. It also, you know, there's all these other areas of your life where you can just put on these burdens. So, so how do we know, right? Like, how do we know we're doing the right thing? I think we make it too complicated. Of course, we read the word. See, Jesus is the word, the word of God. He is the living, tangible word of God. And yes, men wrote the Bible. And I understand that there's parts of the Bible, if you don't understand them, they seem long and cumbersome. I value that. I get it. But if we're really focused on learning more about him and actually spending time with him in the word, the Holy Spirit can reveal stuff to us. But what about walking around our house? What about going to him first? What about not trying to tackle everything on our own and actually going to him first? Or dare I say, another human. If someone you have respect for has a strong financial portfolio, Ask them how they learned about that. Ask them if they have resources they'd be interested in. Or talk to your church. We do Dave Ramsey, right? And we also have a good friend who she did Dave Ramsey, but she's actually extended her her portfolio and her knowledge well beyond, I think, where some of his tools take. And that's fine. And she's amazing. And when we get there, we're going to ask her, like, hey, what do we do? We don't really know what we're doing here. But we needed boundaries, not because we were overspenders, but because we we had no plan, We had no plan. We were like not spending, but also not planning. You need a plan for certain things. But when you're stressed out about your finances, talk to God and get some godly tools that are out there. When you're stressed out about your marriage, talk to God and get some godly tools and guidance and counseling that's out there. We are the church. We need to be a community of believers. And part of the risk in being in community is you've got to be willing to be vulnerable and honest, not rude, but vulnerable and honest about where you're at. I'm not saying you have to get in everybody else's business, but you have to have a few trusted friends that you can be vulnerable and honest in front of so they can, if nothing else, they're going to say, I want to pray for you. And they mean it. So why do we have this fear of being vulnerable and honest? And I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the things of life and the things that are most sacred and important to you. We have to get rid of this fierce independence, this shoving away of others, this shoving away of God. It isn't healthy. It's never been healthy. And if you're like me and you don't have that core group of girlfriends or you have a core group of girlfriends, but none of them are wanting the deeper things of God, you're starting from square one. My dearest friends don't live by me. 
They live far, far away. And I wish I had, I have, I have a few friends here. It's not that I'm friendless and, and two or three that I can be very vulnerable and honest with. And I'm so grateful for that. That's really all you need. But I also recognize that, you know, some people have sisters. That's, I don't, have that like I don't have sisters that I'm close with that share my faith that are fiercely dedicated to my 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 God but I know that God wants that for me so I'm going to be persistent and consistent even though it can feel lonely hey it's a risk to have friendships I get it especially if you've been burned but I want to say that God's yoke is easy his burden is light he doesn't want you to be carrying things through life whether it's, unfor- again, unforgiveness. People would call it low self-esteem. I don't care for that term, but just a low self-worth, how you view yourself, because maybe it's through the eyes of someone that told you you were worthless. Maybe you're carrying around trauma that happened to you as a kid, and God's like, you've got to put this down because he wants to take it away from you. And sometimes it's, it's a process. And maybe you've got a house full of baggage, and God bless you. You've, you've cleared out six of the seven rooms and you're on that last room. And I want to cheer that on. So I, I want you to hear me. If you're going through a process and you're just chucking all that baggage, one bag at a time, and it is taking you time. And you're like, I'm almost there. I'm like, you go, you are, you are in a marathon of life and I'm cheering you on. But if you are storing baggage in rooms and you don't even want to open that door, but it's coming with you or you've trapped yourself in your house and you're not even willing to do anything because, you know, your baggage, you can't leave it behind. You need to pray about that. It's a big deal to get rid of that. But you've got to get rid of that because God's asking you to only take him with you into every decision you make. It will change your whole life. If you have lost a dream and you felt that it has died, you do not even understand. I can't, I can't even explain to you how much I understand. But if I'm going to be honest, I have to be willing to put everything at the foot of the cross and say, God, I'm putting everything here. What is it, if anything, you want me to pick up? That could be dreams. It could be false, false lies you've told yourself about your spouse. Or maybe, maybe you're clinging to your spouse and and it's, it's a very unhealthy relationship, but you're not getting help. Maybe it's your sexual identity. You're not you're questioning some things. Maybe it's your identity in anything, anything other than God. See, if we place our identity in Christ and Christ alone, everything else lines up to that. Family, identity, job, everything. So take it to the cross of Jesus. Shove it all out there. Do not grow attached to it to where you can't get rid of it. Have you ever met someone who just can't get rid of stuff? Now, there may not be a hoarder, Although there's some spiritual hoarders out there, I'm here to tell you. Whoa. But maybe, maybe they just can't get rid of anything because it's their stuff and it brings them comfort. But maybe God's saying, I want you to start all over. I want everything to stay here with me. We're going to start fresh. It's a clean, empty palette. And he's going to give you new dreams, new hopes. He's going to give you maybe even a new place to live. I don't know. But he makes all things new. So let's just pray that this week we're willing to lean on others for their help, not be so fiercely independent because maybe we're even embarrassed. And it may take you a while to find the right person to open up to. I understand that. 
That's why counselors get paid a lot of money. It's because some of us don't have a friend that we can confide in because we don't want to burden our friends. And I value that. There is this balance of a healthy family leans on each other. Maybe you're not in a church that's more family oriented. Maybe it's more everyone's independent. They come, they say hi, they smile, they're nice, and they go home and nobody really has any sort of community. I don't know where you're at, but God does. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for community. Thank you for love. Thank you for your value of us. Thank you for giving us the willingness to want to be more with you and less with ourselves. Thank you, Jesus, that we are no longer afraid in any way, shape, or form to love you fiercely. And that means abandoning our own agenda and clinging to what you say about us and our lives. Let us live every life with you in us so that you can work through us in the lives of our families, ourselves, and anyone we come in contact with. The only thing we want to carry around is you, Jesus. Let us hold things loosely in the palm of our hand and ask you what to do with our resources, what to do with our relationships, what to do with how we feel about ourselves. And God, show us the love you have for us and peel away anything that we have assigned to ourselves, to our personalities, to our identity that isn't actually who you made us to be. We may have this false sense of who we are and you're going to start showing us that that's not who you created us to be and we were lied to and we picked up that wardrobe that you never told us to put on. So God, clean our closet, clean our minds, clean our lives, help us to slow down and really just seek you. And we want your motivation for life. We want to wake up full of energy, full of motivation, full of excitement for the day. And we want to live full lives for you, no matter if it's at our jobs, at our homes, at our churches, um, just loving our babies. Thank you, Jesus, for all you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's shorter than the last episode, ladies. <laughs> I hope you did listen to the last one, hopefully, on human trafficking. I know it's a heavy topic. I get it. But that is an empowerment episode. And maybe you don't have time to listen to it or you don't have kids or uh, there's maybe a reason you feel you aren't going to listen to it. We don't go nitty gritty. I don't go nitty gritty on that one. But share it with someone. It's all about empowering you to understand what's going on and protect your kids. All right, ladies, until next time. Have a wonderful week.